Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal and Andy Rampernard. And Tim Lammers will join us right after this with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Well, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. I was just talking to Dougie about some TV. Uh, there is a TV show, Mark Ruffalo. I talked about this yesterday on the show, but Mark Ruffalo pays a, plays a pair of twins, which, Doug, is weird because one of the twins is about 30 pounds heavier than the other one. <laughs> so they're not identical. One of them has a, has a, a goatee. Uh, one of them is paranoid schizophrenic. But they show them walking down the street, and he goes, oh, man, don't worry about it. I, I mean, you can see both of their faces, wow. and he's, like, got his arm around himself. Wow. Well, I bet there it's a body double that they CGI his face They have to. to. Yeah. Because he looked, I mean, it's him. It's his face. There's no doubt about yeah. that. But when, really good. When Patty Duke was a TV show, I was so yeah. young, I thought it was actually two different people. Well, yeah, we <laughs> all did. I was only five. Yeah, like well, Patty Duke. Let's do a Walzer spot quick. Yes, we shall, indeed. And then we'll talk about your colon. Yeah, my colon. That would be great. Walzer Automotive Group, We need cars, especially if you're in a, a Toyota lease or a Lexus lease that's up this calendar year, chances are we can get you out of it today. And if we buy your car, we'll even give you a $200 gift card. This has actually been surprisingly popular. We've had a lot of people stop into the Toyota store in 494 in France or email me direct. God, I can't even talk. Take two. Email me at Doug at Walzer.com and I'll connect you with the appropriate people. Who's cooler than you? Well, it's a long list. Andy. Come to think of it. I doubt that. Come to think of it. That's all I have to say. I don't even play the guitar. All right. Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. And you have to ask you a question. Um, next week, uh, Monday's listed, but Tuesday isn't. Why is there no list for Tuesday? It goes the 20th, 22nd, 23rd. It, oh, yes, it stops listing Tuesday. Well, that's Tuesdays just, are not listed at all. There's no, well, we don't have, um, uh, Ralph has never been on the calendar. I don't know why. That's weird because there aren't there, there's not a Tuesday listed for at least a month. Yeah, that's why it's yeah. just okay. I mean, if you look at Wednesday, it's just L.A. Nick and Kristen. If you look at Monday, it's just got to hit the clock, Andy. I'm going to be here forever. Well, you were telling me to check the calendar. We'll do oh. two things at once. Oh, yeah, You're geez, cool. can you handle two things at once, there, Snowflake? I can only multitask so hard. Millennial, Millennial Andy. Mm-hmm. So Is that the deal? What's the the colon thing? Okay, so here's the deal. There's a, a woman that posted a tweet, and she's a rather attractive young woman, it looks like anyway, 
And she said, I met this guy, and I'm just so happy. God, he just, he's such a nice guy. And we spent some time together the last few days. And matter of fact, we spent the, the entire day with each other yesterday. But he had to get up and go to work early today. But the great thing is I can still smell his cologne in my sheets. Only she said, spelled it C-O-L-O-N. Oh, my God. I can still smell his cologne in my sheets. <laughs> Oh, okay. I told that to a friend of mine who uh, has a son named Colin. Uh-huh. He said it autocorrects to colon all oh, the time. Oh, my God, that's funny. Colin autocorrects to colon all the time. Yeah. It's like, oh. So I, I doubt with a G and E that it autocorrected. She just no, didn't know how to spell it. Well, if spell you it. spelled it C-O-L-O-N-E, which I bet a lot of people it do would, think yeah. it is, yeah, then... Then it would autocorrect to cologne or colon. Almost definitely, yeah. But GNE, I don't think it would autocorrect to that. Probably not. Probably not. Charlemagne. Oh, no. It would autocorrect to Charlemagne. That's there what it would go. do. Andy, know any other poop jokes? Not a poop joke. It's a true story. <laughs> it was a 100% true story, so watch your yeah, language. That, that was like when uh, Twitter was new. You saw that all the time, people making that exact same typo. Oh, really? Colon? Yeah, cologne to colon. Why? How no do they not know how to spell cologne? I don't know. It's a town in Italy. Well, they don't know about the G, I don't think. Is it Italian? I didn't. I always assumed it was French. Well, I French. always assumed it was French too. It probably well, probably was originally French, but it is German. It's German. Oh, we that's were right. All wrong. All right. Well, well that wraps up you. another show. Of <laughs> that's gonna do it as three, far as three stupid guys with a microphone. Mm-hmm. So it's German. It looks French, and it's a town in Italy. Cologne. Italy, right? No, Germany. Cologne and Germany. Oh, you know what? You're absolutely right, because we were on the Rhine, and Cologne's right on the Rhine. What does it smell like? <laughs> Your colon. <laughs> but, yeah, that's right. Cologne is in Germany, and huh. so you leave from Switzerland. You travel through Germany. Uh, you go to France. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Well, Nowhere near Italy. I'm an idiot. Unless there's multiple colognes. I don't know. I tell you what, though, Luzerne, Switzerland. You never been there. You got to go. I've never. Uh, the only place in Europe I've been, and they will say that it's not Europe, is uh, the United Kingdom. <clears throat> what do you mean they're saying it's not? Oh, no, the Europe. British don't think it's. No, Europe. they, they don't. think they're part of the United <laughs> Kingdom. They're not part of Europe. <laughs> they don't want to be part of Europe. Yeah. Well, I suppose I can't blame them. Well, here's part of the uh, confusion: is because uh, Cologne comes from the term "eau de Cologne," which is French. Which right. is French, yeah. Probably because it sounds better than Konishwasser, which is Konisch how you say Wasser. it in German. <laughs> which is which is scented water, right? Steve well, Steve Carell doing that in German, say nice things. Exactly. <laughs> Grandmother, happy birthday! You ever know? Yeah, there's the few German phrases that people uh, use in English tend to be kind of mean, like Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude, which is a great. I mean, it's a great that term. Describes the last ten years. Yeah. Blitzkrieg, that's another not very nice term, you know. But, uh, Tim, name a not nice German term. Uh, it's, it's, it means something good, but the word zeitgeist always kind of throws me. Zeitgeist. (laughs) In the zeitgeist. It's basically like the, uh, I don't know, the culture of something. Yeah, the defining spirit or mood. Is zeitgeist. But it does come from the word time ghost. So, it's, well, it's, it's a like little, uh, spooky. You know, the Steve Carell and doing that bit on the Dana Carvey show where they say things in German. Yep. And everything sounds angry. 
Exactly. God damn it. Literally, exactly. I worked for a German guy named, uh, oh, what the hell was it? Was it Harold? Harold? Henry. His name was Henry. And he used to drive the, what was it, the Ranchero? Mm Mm-hmm. What was the other ones? The Ranchero? Well, and the... that was the Ford, and then the Chevy was the El Camino. El Camino, that's exactly right. But he drove one. But the great thing about Henry was, I mean, he was right out of Germany when I was tying iron, doing construction, mm-hmm. right? So he would come over and he'd go, Bernard, I need you to tie this! I'm like, gee, settle down. I mean, cook. I mean, he would just yell. Oh, and... Okay, I'll close it out. But you have to understand, this was like 1969, 68, something like that. Mm-hmm. I think I was only 16 or 17. I think it was 68 or 69, one of those years. I don't, I don't remember. doesn't matter. <laughs> but he started yelling at a new guy. And the new guy was kind of like a hippie kind of guy. kind of talked like this, right? And he, so, man, I guess you want me to tie some iron or whatever. What do you think? And Henry, in his normal voice, just went, No, I want you to go over there. Over by the... Like that. And all of a sudden, the guy, the guy goes, Settle down, you war criminal. Wow. <laughs> that went really well. Like, whoa. Yeah, he didn't work there much longer. No. He one, was... of, one of my first bosses in <laughs> northeast Minneapolis, actually, was a guy from South Carolina. He was German with the unfortunate name Adolf Hill. Oh. Adolf Hill? That's pretty close. All so that would have been, yeah, 73, 74, and I guess he was probably 45 or 50, so... There was a Jewish family in North Minneapolis and St. Louis Park. Their last name, they were Jewish, too, and their last name was Gitler. Oh, yeah. G-I-T-L-E-R. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you would pronounce that Hitler in Germany or I'd not. I'd probably change it. <laughs> I would probably change it, yeah, to like Weinstein. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> change your name. To, I'd rather be a Weinstein than a Gitler. Mm-hmm. No, she was a very sweet woman, though. Very attractive young lady. Let me just point that out. In any case, Timmy, what's happening? Well, you you said a name uh, just a few minutes ago that I wanted. I heard you talking about it this morning before I started my movie review stuff. Uh, Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. Charlemagne's a god. You know the how Jews. Come, how come he can't? How come nobody covers what he does? I know the guy's got one of the biggest morning shows in all of America. Charlemagne the God is the, what is it called, the Black Experience or something. I, I can't remember what it's called. The Breakfast Club is the name of the The Breakfast show. Club was the original, but now it's got some other title, too. Hmm. Oh. But in any case, yeah, he, he said that basically, well, the way he put it, it sounded like money-grubbing Jews is what it sounded like. Oh, no. But he said they're they're really good. They got a lot of money. They always got a lot of money, and they're in control of everything. Very powerful because they got so much money. And he kept talking. About the Jews like that, I'm like... Well, he only did it because Nick Cannon said it first. That is true, and he was talking about Nick Cannon when he said it. Yep. He also then went after white people, of course, because yes. you can do that in America. You can't go after any other color, but you can go after white people. Yeah, Nick Cannon want. is a very, very racist man. Well, you saw, though, that uh, they did not fire him from that other show. Oh, no, they... Yeah, you can say whatever you want, as long as it's about white people, and they won't fire you. It is unbelievable. What did honkies ever do to you? No, Other than that slavery thing. Yeah. You know. I think there's going to be blowback, though, once. I mean, first I of all, they got to film the show, and who the hell knows when that's going to be. And yeah. then once it airs, I'm sure it's going to resurface. And, uh, you know, I, you know, obviously some companies aren't letting it slide. I mean, CBS Viacom, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. 
Indeed. So I don't know what Charlemagne the God's going to do. He's been running his mouth like there's no tomorrow. And Nick Cannon doesn't get fired from one of his. I've got fired from one, but not the other. Viacom CBS fired him. But who's that? ABC? Was ABC the other one that I didn't think fire him? Fox. Was it Fox? Real God, I thought Fox would have been the first one to fire him. Well, Fox actually carries the Masked Singer. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Oh, so it is Fox. Yeah, he, oh, so he's on the Masked Singer? Yeah. He's a, yeah, the, the, the host or whatever. Could you tell me something? What is his talent? Seriously, doesn't have one. He doesn't have no. any talent at all. Is he cute or something? He was mildly entertaining back in the Nickelodeon days. Oh, was he? But oh, Of course, okay. he was married to Mariah Carey, too. Oh, so. that didn't hurt his career at no, all. No, I'm sure it didn't. That How many, is there any, Doug, were you ever married to Mariah Carey? Not yet. Everybody else was, so you might as well. <laughs> she, she's on the list. I One just of those. get uh, now, my current deal first. Would you, this is a question for Andy and Tim and Doug, and they're all married, so they, you have to be honest about this. If she proposed, would any of you marry Amber Heard? No. <laughs> what? I thought we were done with poop jokes. <laughs> poop on the bed. Yeah. Now we find out there's a witness testifying today in the Johnny Depp trial. Amber Heard threw punches and bottles at Johnny mm-hmm. all the time. Oh, yeah. She's crazy <laughs> as hell. Holy wow. God. Yeah. What the hell are you kids up to? Seriously, what is that all about? Hey, I, I got something you guys should watch. Okay, well, we've got to take a break. Okay. And then we'll we be right back. back. Dougie has something we should watch. Therefore, we'll... No, well, there are actually poop jokes in it at some point, but we'll, we'll get to it later. Once you settle down over Sorry, there. I'm just excited. No, it's okay. Don't worry about the way we feel here, Amber Heard. I, I never do. We'll be right back with the family. Tom Bernard here, and here with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website about a customer near where I grew up, North Minneapolis. They were specifically looking for a community bank. That's right, Tommy, Prestige Products. They had been with another community bank, but when their bank was acquired by a large regional bank, the owner felt like they were just seeing his business for the numbers on the page and not really understanding his long-term plans. So he met with a number of community banks in the area, including us. Luke at our branch in Shoreview met with the owner. They hit it off and Prestige Products chose to work with us. Incidentally, their favorite part of working with Luke is that he gets excited about the same things that are important to them. Having a clear understanding of your long-term goals makes for a great relationship and our difference maker for your business. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. Do-do-do-do. 
All right, you want to tell us what to watch? Because I have sure. a story I want to bring up that pisses me off to no end, and I'm getting really sick to death of it. All right, this is this will make you feel better. It's a Netflix documentary about uh, Monty Python. And oh, it interviews love all, it. It, it's like six different episodes, so it's really in-depth. And it's kind of interesting. They got their first start, most of them writing for David Frost in 1962. Really? Yeah. The, the talk show host? Yeah. God. And he gave him the leg up and got him started, and all the stories. And it's really interesting because they talk a lot about the creative process. And their their best movie, I think, was Life of Brian. And they talk about how that came into being. And they didn't want to make it sacrilegious, but they also wanted to tell the story. And some of the the skits that they had written that never made the movie was oh, like God. Jesus <laughs> Jesus going to the restaurant for the Last Supper, and, the, and Michael Palin goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, we'll have to split you up six and seven. Six and seven. <laughs> sorry. Like, oh my God. <laughs> so it's it's really funny, and it's the actual guys. It's, Where is it? it? I think it's on Netflix. I gotta watch it. Um, I'm avoiding Netflix. You know, a Netflix lot of those right documentaries, now. they just show a clip, and then they have some guy you've never heard of before right. talking about. And then the Pythons. No, this is Eric Idle and John Cleese. Uh, the, yes, and then Monty Python's Almost the Truth. Yeah, the lawyer's cut. Uh, yes. Yep, that's it. It is on Netflix. I, I'll watch it tonight, yeah. man. Well, it, it'll. It, it's probably <clears throat> five hours long. There's like six oh, there's different. Six, oh, there's episodes, six different so. ones. Oh, that's right. But you it is. Me it's really. I'll do two, two, and two. A then. great look at the creative process. The very first time that Monty Python ever made me laugh was on the TV series. I literally used to drive because I was working at KNOX in Grand Forks, North Dakota, which is 333 miles. Mm -hmm. My house was from here. I would drive, after I get off the air at midnight on Friday night, I would drive the 333 miles back to North Minneapolis, uh, stay until Sunday uh, about noon, then I'd drive back up to be there by 6 o'clock. So, <laughs> honest to God, I'm sitting there, My brother, I would watch the Monty Python on Channel 2 every Sunday. It just started, and my, fir <laughs> my first... Mem remembrance. My first memory of Monty Python making me laugh was when John Cleese came in as a vicar. I don't remember that one. He walks into the, <laughs> on some dinner there. The vicar's coming over for dinner. Oh, he is. That's wonderful news. He walks to the door and he sees Carol Cleveland. Remember how beautiful yeah, yeah, Carol Cleveland yeah. was? No, they interview her in this. Too. Oh, God, she was wonderful. Yeah. He walks in, the, the vicar, which is a pre, a minister, walks in, he looks at Carol Cleveland, he goes, I like tits. <laughs> Yeah, they talked about they, great you know, because it started in England, and then as as you said correctly, it was broadcast on on PBS in yep. this country, and they went to is it double WGN? It's the Boston one. They're the guys that started Sesame Street and everything, and they played the, one of the episodes um, for whatever the station was. I did their voiceover for years. That's terrible that I can't remember the TV. It's WB. What the I hell is it? Was it? GBN, but I'm not sure. So the one I did was only three letters. Anyway, the guy... W, WGN's in Chicago, the, though. Uh, the guy gets up and just walks out of the room. <laughs> it's phenomenal. And then the movie, Monty Python yeah. and the Holy Grail, that's another one. I mean, you just... Uh, now, uh, the Michael guy Palin, did all the animation from that grew up in Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah, yep. Terry Gilliam. Yeah, and he's a nut job. Oh, I mean, he is a nut he's job. completely crazy. We just had him on about a year ago. Yep. He's terrific. So I'm watching uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. There's a big sword fight in the castle. Everybody's killing everybody else. 
And Michael Palin stands on a stairway and he goes, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's not bicker and argue about who killed who. <laughs> it's brilliant comedy. No one will ever talk. Do you know John Cleese is flat broke? Is he really? How, yep. could How he is be? that possible? I don't know. He's out of money because he was talking about he he got uh, taken off a TV. So who the hell were we talking to that told us that, Andy? Uh, remember? It's hard to believe. Yeah, he got. He was on his last uh, go round, and they they didn't bring him back. And he said, "Well, what am I going to do? I don't have any money. It's COVID nineteen, and I don't have any money." And well, he's paid several. Oh uh, yeah, over twelve million pounds in just divorce settlements. Oh, oh. yeah, that'll do it. So that's that'll what sixteen. That's like sixteen million dollars. Yeah, I think it's one and a half or something. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of money. Yeah, and he's been divorced three times, so, you know. Why don't you learn how to get married, for Christ's sake? What's wrong with you? Or not. Or not. Yeah. For eight years, so that's something. Eight years. I've been yeah. with your mother for 39. Yeah. It's a little better. Because he was married to the gal that was in Faulty Towers, right? Yeah. I can't remember where he yeah. is. Anyway, now you got something to do tonight. I think it'd be fantastic. What, what, September 3rd of next year, not this year, September 3rd of next year, Catherine and I will have, been, have known each other for 40 years. Wow. I think I'll just file for divorce. I think. 40 <laughs> years is enough. I mean, that's assuming she doesn't do it before then, but you know. Did you hear about the 90-year-old couple in divorce court? No. Judge says, you guys are 90. You've been together forever. Why do you want to get divorced now? The husband says, we wanted to wait until the kids were dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, live no. you bastards, just to make sure. So. Tommy, you got a couple documentaries to watch because not only with the Monty Python thing, uh, but with the Danny it. Trejo yes, documentary. I absolutely want to see. It. I love Danny Trejo. Great guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's you can pretty much rent it on video on demand anywhere. Uh, yeah, it's a must see documentary. And the one thing that I, I failed to bring up that uh, it doesn't really have much to do with anything apart from a, a guy being released from prison and trying to make good with his life, but talking about a series that I'm almost finished with is uh, Rectify, which I believe you've seen. I love that show. So That is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. So it was Did on the Sunday show, Have you right? seen it? I have not seen it. Oh, it's good. Four seasons. It's really weird. The first season is six episodes. The second is ten. The third is six. And the last is eight. And yep. I think we're on four. And uh, Mike Bryan and I have been texting back and forth about it uh yeah and he says yeah he, he thought the middle of it lulled um you know what's frustrating to me in the show and i don't want to give too much away since doug hasn't seen it or a mm -hmm. lot of listeners might not have seen it but i just hate it when you can see people trying to set up the guy dan yeah. the, the yep. protagonist to screw him over yep. and it's just so so frustrating this guy is so incredibly damaged because he was uh, on death row, and so in solitary for 20 years almost. And he gets out, he can't function, and he's so fragile. And, yeah, it's a hell of a show. And this guy, man, what an actor oh, yeah. Aiden Young is. Yeah, Holy he's phenomenal. Oh. Aiden Young is great in it. I just texted myself, so I'll remember. It is uh, typically what happens is we have a couple glasses of wine after dinner and say, right. "What's that damn TV show Tim said to watch?" Is it still yeah, on Sundance yeah. Channel? It's uh, it's incredible. Rectify and uh, also too again if you rent a video on demand, the Danny Dre the Trejo documentary is incredible. Yeah, I, I mean saw it's that. just I saw that. It really, really something good. else. 
I love it. But uh, yeah, is it on Sundance Channel? Uh, the Rectify still? Because that's the original channel it was on. Yeah. Yeah, you know who else is in it that I think is really good? Uh, Abigail Spencer. Yep. The sister. Yeah, they're, and they're, 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 if you have Hulu, there is a show called, uh, geez, I'm going to have to look it up, but you know David Desmelchin, who you've had on the podcast. Yeah, great guy. My buddy, he's in it. Uh, quite a few people are in it, but uh, Reprisal, it's called, Repri- with Abigail Spencer. She okay. is the star. Uh, but it's on Hulu, and it is fantastic. I will it's only definitely. the one season so far. But uh, it's kind of got this weird edge to it, but I think you'll like it. I will. De- it's called Repri- Reprisal? Reprisal, yeah. I will definitely tune that in. Um, Danny Trejo, I've already, I already bought that. Because so, I bought it instead of rented it, because I figured Danny would get more dough if I bought it. Yeah. There you go. There you go, man. <laughs> He's just, I mean, again, you... He is such an incredibly positive guy for the Great crap guy. that he's been through. Great guy. Oh, my God. What did you God. say? How old was he when he first started hitting it? Nine? Eight, eight years old when eight. he started smoking weed. <laughs> and 12 when he started heroin. Well. Oh wow. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, it. You know, you think about, well, how did this guy even get through prison? How isn't it that he, he didn't? check out before he was 18 yeah oh god yeah absolutely because after that then it, then it was starting you know with the, the armed robberies and stuff like that so yeah it's there there's so much information in there that you just didn't know about the guy well a lot of things like you're saying doug with this this documentary monty python i'm sure there's a lot of things you don't mm-hmm. know about these guys even though you think you know them right and it's that sort of thing with the danny trejo documentary You know, so many interesting stories of how this, you know, a lot of people know he's an ex-con, but they don't know his, the whole story. And this really does a great job of illustrating uh, his criminal activity, which is a good first hour of the documentary. It's just about that alone. And then the movie stuff is fascinating, too, and that's the last 50 minutes. Didn't he just save some little kid in L.A. a couple months ago? Yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, the thing is that always kind of ticks me off about, I don't, I don't do it as often now, but uh, I used to be heavy into interviewing folks, and you try to contact them. It's like, oh, they don't have time. They don't have time. and They've got a busy schedule or whatever. It's like Danny Trejo has done almost 300 or 400 movies. Yep. The guy always has time to do crap. He does, always. And, and then you'll find out in this documentary about he goes to schools to speak to students, to at-risk youth. He, every city he visits, he goes to see you know, the local prisoners there try to give them hope. I mean, the guy is constantly speaking, all for free, mind you. Uh, you know, he, he he describes it as repaying his debt to society. Now, some would consider that doing the time, okay? That would be their debt. Danny Trejo says, my debt will never be repaid until I'm gone. He will continue to give it back until he's gone. We will take incredible we'll take a quick break be right back more with tim lammers right after this tom here for saber plumbing heating and air conditioning right now saber and bryant are teaming up to offer zero percent financing for 36 months when you buy a new bryant furnace this is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free energy efficient furnace from saber and when you buy bryant equipment you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant. 
whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Little Rolling Stones there, now we're talking. We're talking to Timmy Lammers about all these different shows, Reprisal and uh, Rectify. If you've never seen Rectify on Sundance, it is a phenomenal television show. And, of course, uh, the one I I really liked, except for the last season I didn't care for, was, um, oh, what the hell was the, the Western out there in New Mexico? They oh, shot yeah, in Mexico. right. You talked about Alone, that all the time. What is it? What the hell was it called? Hmm. It was phenomenal. A hmm. uh, kid from Minneapolis was in it, <clears throat> as a matter of fact. So, I don't know. What's the, what were we just talking about? You were just talking about what? Um, the, the Trejo, but I'm trying to think of the show. Long, you're not thinking Longmire, are Yes. Longmire, Longmire, that's exactly what I'm thinking. You didn't like the last season. See, I never watched it, but my wife yeah. was obsessed with it and watched all the seasons within it. It was a real short span. Hmm. Uh, but she didn't say anything about how it ended. But, it was okay. Uh, it was not as good as it should have been. It, it was such a great show that the, and maybe it was just since it was the last one, I didn't want to watch it because it was, you know, it's going to be the last of it. Yeah, the last season of a show often has that feel. It's like an impending doom kind right, of thing. Right. Right. So you can't really uh, enjoy it. Yeah. It's exactly it. <clears throat> That's all I know. So I'm um, trying to think. Okay, so okay, so I got reprisal. I got a track down on Hulu. Yeah. I go to Hulu. I spend a lot of time on Hulu. We were just talking about this yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and I talked about it a little bit about this morning on on the air. It it saddens me in a way. Uh, but then there were the two mediums who used to attack me the most, so I'm not all that sad. But. I watch zero broadcast television now. Yeah, I watch some broadcast shows, but I watch them on Hulu. If I want to watch the news, I intentionally have to go and find Frank and Amelia, or or you know, Chris Eggert on Channel Five. Yep. I do not watch broadcast TV anymore. I don't watch the news on there. I don't watch the local news unless I'm you know going to watch any of those three. I know you hate him, but I watch. We watch Colbert every once in a while. If there's a good guest on. He had oh. John Stewart on a few weeks ago, and John was phenomenal. Now last night, Tom Hanks was on. <clears throat> terrible, I it heard. It was terrible. Yeah. I heard it was just I, terrible. He made it through about five minutes. I'm like, I'm going to sleep. Oh God, you want to hear my impression of uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon? Who was he interviewing? I think he was. In, was he interviewing? Can't remember who he was interviewing. But this guy would say stuff like, "Yeah, we found that to be really entertaining." Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> it's like, what are you laughing at? Yeah, he's horrible. He's Kimmel's even worse. Yeah. And Colbert is just a flame out, flat out prick. I mean, who? <laughs> want, did he they not? Funny though. Sometimes did they not learn from watching Johnny Carson? Yeah. Well, no. 
Johnny Carson was the best ever. Nobody will ever be as good as he was anyway, so it doesn't matter, I guess. But but how many people watched The Tonight Show when Carson was on it? Would that have been like 40 or 50 million people? I'm sure. It, it, back in the day oh, when there were only yeah, three, yeah. four channels. Yeah. And that's yeah. what's never, ever going to happen. Oh, no. There's oh, literally no way that's ever going to happen again. Well, the Beatles drew, what, 70 million people on The Ed Sullivan Show? Mm-hmm. Or 90 million, it might have been. Andy, will you look that up? Crazy number. The first appearance on The Ed Sullivan Show with The Beatles was like 70 to 90 million people. And I'll never forget. And now, for all you youngsters, youngsters, <laughs> uh, youngsters. How did he ever get to be who I, he? I I, no it's just idea. the weirdest thing in the and world. No personality at all. Let's find the well, most I boring, just think there isn't any availability. Non-photogenic I mean, person we can find and give him a big <laughs> show. Big shoulders. Yeah, Seventy-three like million. Seventy-three million people watch the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan. It looks show. like a hungover Richard Nixon. He did. You know what's amazing about that, Andy? I believe the population in, that was what, 64? It was probably only 220 or 230. I think it was like 210. It was 191. 191 and almost half of them watched the answer. Is that 191 million people lived in America? Yeah, and that's including children, so. So they weren't going to watch it? No. So, yeah, probably half of the half entire of the country world. watched it. Watched the Beatles on the Ed that is, That's You think that, you know, we had a good show last night, drew 165 million <laughs> <Yeah>. people. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. But now, there was Tom, a, did you say that you don't have cable anymore? Because I got nope. rid of Dish. I don't have and cable. I, have I don't have a Dish. I don't have it. Yep. And I got the digital antenna, which I hardly ever use. But you're right. Once you get rid of those that lifeline to the, the, the easy access. I guess it's, it's easier to access that way, the national news or the local news. Unless you have the local app, I like, uh, mm-hmm. I have a couple of them. Not all of them even have one, which is kind of weird. Right. Um, so, yeah, and, and when you do go to an ABC News or an NBC or whatever, you can pick out the stories you want to watch. So watching an entire half-hour block like I used to, mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time I did something like that. Well, I'm looking at the list of uh, highest-rated broadcasts of all time. And not counting Super Bowls, the most recent broadcast to get a rating above 40 was in 1998. Really? So it's been 22 years since any broadcast other than the Super Bowl got a rating above 40. That is unbelievable. Uh, it was the Seinfeld finale. Seinfeld. And then after, uh, then, then MASH, the finale, was good. Mash? Million, I think. That was sixty, a rating. Oh really? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. It was the. It's the highest rated broadcast of all time. The Mash. Finale. So how many million? How many people? I don't know. Whatever. Sixty percent. I thought it was like ninety some million, but maybe it was more. Uh, I don't know how to calculate that. Mash finale drew a hundred five million people. Holy oh, okay. god! That's that is Super Bowl like, right? It is more than most Super Bowls. Yeah. It's, it's more than all but eight Super Bowls. Man, that's what an amazing stat that is. It is interesting, though, by raw numbers, the most recent Super Bowls are the most viewed. Well, between 2010 and 2017. Yeah, yeah. After that, 2018 uh, did good. It's number 10. 2019. Andy? Yeah? Is this 335? Sweet. Yeah, it I is. Think so, yep. yes. 2019. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, I don't know if... Uh, oh, there it is, yeah. That's uh, 13th of all time, so, you know. So it's dropped a little bit. It's dropped quite a bit. Well, I think that Colin Kaepernick is really hurting that sport. Well, I, when did he show up? When did he do his Was thing? that three years ago? 
Well, that would be the last highest rated broadcast. Well, in there the, you go. 2017, they drew 111 million. 2020, they drew 100. So, you know, they lost 11 million people. They lost 11 million people. In three years. And I think that's flat out over this Colin Kaepernick thing. That guy's the biggest fraud in the history of sports. A lot of people are very disillusioned with the NFL or the NFL right now. I don't know that I'm going to be hanging in there all that much longer, to tell you the truth. Yeah. The Vikings can't win the Super Bowl. What the hell I want to watch it for? Yeah, people are just sick of watching the Patriots win, I think. They must let anybody come in here. Good God. Well, the next How are question you? is, Buckle up. what the hell kind of season are they going to have? Yeah, we don't, well, don't know. think they're going to have a season this year. They might not even have a season this year. Hmm. J.K., as he's known in the ghetto, just got here. John, how are you? Good. How are you? You don't come see me anymore. I miss you. you I'd love to see you family. more often. You got to come by. Yeah. So, no, Doug was talking about the fact you work on, you work on the fan once in a while. Mm-hmm. What, when do you want? Friday mornings, am I talking at which microphone, this one or this one? Either one. Either one, doesn't matter. Um, Friday mornings from 5.30 to like 7.20. Oh, okay, so you're on the same time I am, that's why I didn't know that. Right. So you're working with with Meat Sauce, and I've known Meat Sauce since he was 16 years old. Right. I just, you know, I'm trying to, I played golf with him about a month ago, I've been trying to do it ever since, but he plays right after the show, and I do this show, so I can. Right. Okay. Now, Andy, lock the door. You are going to run for governor someday. We'll hey, see. Can we wait till we no, get to we'll the, see. the car selling secrets before you just launch <laughs> All it? All right. Guess. Never mind. Sorry. You told me so many times. Don't let that a hole on the show. He sucks. And I said, <laughs> no, no, that's I right. Think that's exactly what I said. <laughs> no, how long ago was it you wrote your book? Uh, the, the original one, 20, uh, 2010, and then we redid oh, it in 2018. God. Yeah. Two th- that was 10 years ago. Yep. We revamped the revamped the hell out of it in That's 2018 amazing. and added some stuff because I got a little baby girl now. Oh God! Congratulations! Yeah. Thank you. She'll be all one, right. One he's year. Mad at me now. Okay. No, all right. We're not going to talk guys. anymore. We only got a minute to go on this. One of the Tim. Things with podcasting, you can't all talk at the same time. I don't know if you know that. Oh God! Uh, here we go. <laughs> this is the guy here. This is the reason I love radio, though, is Mr. Bernard. I grew up listening to you, and then. That was one of the most surreal moments was getting to go to your house and record phenomenal. a podcast. My dad was like, you're bullshitting. I was like, yeah, I got to go. <laughs> there you, know? you go. That was awesome. No, I was the greatest. You have a great family. The whole Thank you. We got a little girl. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. No, I just, uh, I am very serious, though. I was barking at him, what, eight years ago to run for, for governor or whenever the hell I was. I don't know how many mm-hmm. years ago. John, you're a very clear-thinking, easy, right-down-the-middle kind of guy. We need somebody like you, man, more Thank than you. ever. Yeah, it's, Get especially off right ass. now in, in in the state. I I I think, uh, yeah, I won't. <laughs> oh. I don't know. We'll see. I'm getting harassed about it a lot more now. So I bet you are. Yeah. And look, I don't have anything against Walls. I don't know him at all. I don't know him. I've never met him or anything like that. I, I just don't care for it just feels like whatever Andrew Cuomo does, that's what Tim Walls wants to do. Yeah, it's like this attempt to try and be like a cold, a colder New York or a exactly. cold California. Like, we're too busy trying to be cool yep. and, and make other people like us instead of just doing the damn job and making this the best we possibly can. I got to get out of Dougie's way. No, and Timmy, no, no, we got to go anyway. Yeah, yeah. Time to wrap Bye, it up. Tim. Timmy. 
All right. Well, thanks. Here. Thanks, Tommy. Uh, Mr. Creasel, I just wanted to thank you for your service. I, I appreciate it. military family. So well, he didn't give so much, much when he was in the service. <laughs> Wasn't that big a deal? <laughs> I still got my arms. You still got your arms. What the hell do you want? <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks, Timmy. We'll be All back right, with yeah. John Creasel and Car Selling Secret. This is going to be a great hour. It'll be fun. Great hour. Right back.